Welcome to HealthCast, the heartbeat of health IT. I'm your host, Sarah Seibert. Today we're joined by Vid Desai, the Food and Drug Administration's CIO. If you missed it, Desai appeared on HealthCast in October to discuss the agency's newly formed Office of Digital Transformation. Desai is coming back to HealthCast today with some important updates. We're going to learn about recent successes within FDA's modernization journey, how the agency's new commissioner and requested fiscal year 2023 budget will accelerate FDA's transformation, and notably the recently published Enterprise Modernization Action Plan, or EMAP. EMAP outlines FDA's plans to shape the agency's future by delivering successful cross-agency efforts that optimize common and essential business processes. These efforts will improve operational efficiency and data use while strengthening the alignment between agency-wide strategic objectives and investments. The action plan has three primary components. To create the infrastructure to support change, develop a common operational approach, and strategically align activities. Without further ado, I'll turn it over to Desai, who will dive into FDA's progress since we last heard from him. Okay, so today we're joined by Vid Desai, CIO of FDA. Thank you so much for joining us today. Well, thank you. Um, I enjoy talking with you folks and looking forward to the discussion. Me too. Uh, so to kick us off, FDA recently got a new commissioner, Dr. Califf. How will this leadership change impact FDA's technology and data modernization plans? Um, Dr. Califf um, brings a really interesting mix of uh, backgrounds. Um, He's a cardiologist um, uh, and has been a practitioner. Um, he has a very solid academic background. Um, he's also worked in a number of clinical research organizations uh, and has a great understanding of data and how to use it effectively. And, and best of all, you know, what I am most excited about is he's a great believer in the use of data. He's one of these uh, uh, rare few individuals, executive individuals that really gets it. Uh, he's worked with tech companies and he knows what's possible to do with data. You know, what, what, what is available out there in the world, how to put it to good use. So Dave, you know, he's, he's sort of, uh, his life has been around data. And so, um, uh, you know, if you, uh, look at what, what's been happening at the FDA. Over the last couple of years, we've enjoyed great support and leadership from our executive committee. And Dr. Woodcock, um, uh, who was the acting commissioner, um, uh, is also equally as passionate about technology and data. And now she's transitioning to the principal deputy commissioner role. And we have um, Dr. Kaylee joining us as the commissioner. So from my perspective, we were already enjoying a lot of really good support from the executive committee. Uh, we've already, we're also retaining all the support we had from, from Dr. Woodcock. And in addition, we have a new person joining us who is equally as enthusiastic and supportive and, and, and gets the importance of data, technology and data uh, in Dr. Califf. So uh, things have just gotten better. Um, um, uh, and I think what you'll see is uh, an acceleration of our journey. And you know, as, as part of that, if you look at our fiscal 23 um, Senate testimony that Dr. Califf gave a week or two ago, he has made the technology and data modernization a key part of our fiscal 23 ask. Um, and again, you know, it's really refreshing and, and, and uh, empowering to see these executives come in who get um, uh, technology, who get data, who understand the importance of it, and 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 are uh, willing to to give us the support we need to modernize. So, 
Um, I could not be more thrilled with uh, the, the changes that have occurred and what it means to us. It just means our, our program being better supported and an acceleration of everything we're, we're uh, planning to do. That's great to hear. And I know, especially when it comes to modernization, having that top-down support uh, throughout leadership and the senior leaders uh, backing the modernization plans are essential. You briefly mentioned FDA's uh, budget request for 2023. If appropriated, how does FDA plan to leverage the additional funding to drive some of those data and technology modernization goals you have? Sure. So, so over the over the years, um, because of our past siloed and fragmented culture, we've built up a lot of technical debt. In 2019, for example, we had you know we did a study, and over 73 percent of our uh, IT environment was uh, end of life. Uh, much of our existing systems were built in this siloed, fragmented manner that makes it really hard for us to do many simple things. And um, many of our systems are so old that frankly, it's cheaper for us to start from scratch than it, than it is to modernize the old uh, environment. You know, we've skipped a couple of generations of technology and, and, and we're better off starting uh, afresh. But right now, the problem we have is over 90, 95% of our budgets are basically going into keeping our legacy systems running. Um, and we have literally a little to nothing left for growth and transformation. And obviously we work in an industry um, and we support uh, and regulate industries that are growing and transforming very radically. And so our fiscal 23 budget ask is ambitious, but the additional funds will give us the buffer we need for that growth and transformation. Right now, um, uh, we, you know, like I said, 95, 98% of our budgets are just going into keeping the lights running with little left for that growth and transformation side. So the additional funds that we're seeking in fiscal 23 will give us the, the, the dollars we need to to keep up with that growth and transformation. And, and these are the types of changes, you know, the, the, the breaking down of the, the siloed fragmented systems and environments that we have and taking a more enterprise approach, rebuilding many of these systems from scratch is the kind of work we need to do. Um, and that's what we're looking forward to, to, to doing um, with the support we hope to get from Congress. Right, that's exciting. And I look forward to seeing how that evolves. So last time we spoke was right after FDA launched its Office of Digital Transformation. Uh, since the realignment, what successes have you seen in streamlining data and technology operations in your modernization initiatives? Well, wow, that's a great question. And, and, and you know, the, 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 since the, the, the last time we spoke, we've gone through a whole pandemic, I think. Um, our, you know, the good news here is our modernization journey started before the pandemic. You know, we published the T-Map um, in September of 2019 and, and, and started that journey of technology modernization. We followed it up in um, March of uh, 21 with the Data Modernization Action Plan. And our initial focus was towards stabilization. And I'm so glad we took the time to focus on that because when the pandemic hit us, the work that we had done to stabilize our environment is what allowed us to shift to that teleworking with little to no disruption to, to, to the agency. Um, and so that investment that we started doing, making early, really paid off and it was a huge win for us. Since then, um, we've started shifting away from, from just stabilization now towards more of a modernization and transformation. And very shortly, um, in fact, by the time this, this podcast gets published, we will have announced the publication of the third leg of our modernization uh, journey, uh, which we're calling the EMAP, the, the Enterprise Modernization Action Plan. And um, 
the 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 EMAP um, basically uh, and the proposed uh, formation of uh, uh, what we're calling the Office of Enterprise Transformation sets the stage for us to align and agree on business process transformation before we apply technology. It's there's it's wasteful for us to 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 put technology ahead of the the process transformation that needs to occur because otherwise you know I've talked about this many times. You know, if we just modernize technology without modernizing the processes, the business processes, all we're doing is replacing old boxes with shiny new boxes, but the business experience doesn't doesn't change much. Um, and 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 so the EMAP um, um, basically shows the, the the work that we we've done and we're doing in establishing this this transformation office. Um, which will basically look at our enterprise processes, establish them where, where we need to, optimize where, where we need to, and then apply technology to that. In addition to the EMAP, um, obviously, uh, uh, we formed the, uh, the Office of uh, uh, Data Analytics and uh, Research, ODAR, our data-oriented organization. And that basically um, um, was a result of the recognition of the role of data and the, and the tools, the technology, the services needed to create and empower data scientists. Um, we, we formed ODAR to, to basically focus on that. And, and, and that work is well underway right now. And we've made some great progress uh, uh, with, with, the, uh, with ODAR for looking at services or establishing services that make it easier for us to uh, capture data, share data, curate data. Um, and so that data focus uh, journey has, has started and, and we've, we've started to make some great progress there. Then on the cybersecurity front, you know, that's another uh, area that we're very proud of. And, 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 uh, and I particularly, um, um, you know, we don't talk a lot about our cybersecurity area, but, but, but I will share that since the pandemic, we have seen a 457% increase in cyber threats. Um, and despite that, we have kept the, all the intellectual property that were trusted to guard safe. Um, some of our colleagues in Europe and, and the uh, EMA uh, had some breaches that, that, that were very highly publicized where the, some of the vaccine submissions were, 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 were stolen from them. But you know, we saw similar threats uh, being faced by us, but uh, we were fortunate in, 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 in guarding ourselves there. And the work that our cybersecurity teams have done, I'm really, really proud of, 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 of the progress we've made. Again, much of that was as, as a result of the early stabilization focus that we gave as a result of the TMAP. However, um, we recently published an annual update on the TMAP and the DMAP, which lists all the progress we've made. Um, and uh, uh, if the audience here hasn't uh, um, had a chance to read that, I encourage you folks to, to look at that. We're hoping to, to repeat that on an annual basis to show all the progress we're making. And uh, since starting, starting three years ago, um, the one thing I will, I will point out that, that, that I feel the most enthused about is our teams have entered into this new uh, way of working. There's a new culture that, that, that's, that's come up. You know, when I first started talking about uh, modernization and we published the T-map and the D-map, even internally, there was a lot of skepticism. Um, uh, that, you know, whether we'd be able to, to do much of what we wanted to do. And now what we're seeing is that skepticism has gone, has shifted to enthusiasm. We can make the change. People are starting to believe that, um, and and there's a there's, there's there's almost a bit of a pep in our step uh, uh, of our teams, and um, things are really starting to happen. So so really really pleased to see that cultural change that's occurred, which is which is powering much of our of our progress on the T map, the D map, and now on the E map side.
Right, that's great to hear. And the progress you all have made is really impressive. I have been enjoying covering every second of it. Um, and I'm looking forward to learning more about the EMAP once that comes out. Uh, so you mentioned uh, your 2022 Modernization and Action Plan report that outlines FDA's progress with DMAP and TMAP. What are some of the key highlights or takeaways from this report? Yeah, um, I, I think the, the biggest progress, like I said, I think is the, the fact that we could support all the important work that the pandemic demanded of us with no disruption, I think, I think is, is probably one of the, the, the most important um, uh, results of, uh, of the TMAP and the DMAP journeys. The cybersecurity uh, uh, area that I mentioned, you know, the the you know, if you if you think about the pandemic and and literally, you know, we 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 saw the stock markets and the the the, the global economy um, uh, basically get into um, uh, trouble uh, because of the 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 global shift the, and the changes that occurred as as, as a result of the pandemic. Um, trillions and trillions of dollars worth of 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 were lost from from the global economy and whoever came out with with a, a treatment or were was able to make effective uh, a, a treatment of the pandemic was was probably going to have a bit of a, a, a an advantage and and so everybody was focused at 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 the the vaccines and and there were many nefarious uh, 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 characters as well as state governments uh, uh, looking to 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 steal that and then so that's that's a result of what we saw um, uh, in the 457 percent increase in, in cybersecurity threats that I mentioned and and being able to to protect um, 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 the the intellectual property that was submitted to us uh, from that onslaught of, of cybersecurity threats is is something that that I'm also very proud of, but I think the biggest progress that that I think we have collectively made um, within the agency and I think within the healthcare environment in general is we now know what is possible if we just apply ourselves and not accept artificial barriers. The pandemic kind of forced us to do certain things that that in some unconventional ways. And so we 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 we've sort of broken down some barriers that artificial barriers that that I think stopped us from making rapid progress. We did well um, uh, in handling the pandemic, and I think there's a lot of pride uh, uh, across the nation as well as within our agency of 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 how we dealt with it. But we've learned of so many opportunities where we can still be better. Um, um, and we can be better if we fix up our processes and make better use of data. We're very hopeful that Congress will see what we've done, the changes and improvements we've made, and support the transformative changes that we want to make to remain the gold star of regulatory agencies worldwide. We still have a lot more work to do, um, and, and, and we're hoping that we'll get the support we're looking for um, so that we can continue being that gold star. That's great to hear. And yeah, those successes are very impressive as I was thumbing through the report. And as I was looking through the report, I uh, came across FDA's Enterprise Data Implementation Roadmap and AI Strategy. Could you explain how these initiatives will enhance FDA's ability to leverage data? Yeah, we've learned a lot from the pandemic about the types of questions that crop up, you know, that 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 are that we need to answer, or the types of situations we need to help manage. Um, and we've learned a lot about the type of data required to manage those questions and situations. Unfortunately, there is no magic bullet or technology that makes 
managing a pandemic easier or better. So, so we're gonna, you know, what we've realized is we need to create an environment that is extremely data friendly. Um, we need to, to, to get to a point where we can very quickly access capture data, curate it at scale, easily analyze it, and also not only just use it ourselves, but also share it with appropriate other agencies and, and academic institutions and healthcare environments uh, so that they can, can improve their, their uh, uh, pandemic postures as well. But, but that all requires a very flexible data fabric uh, uh, to be created. To do this, we had to take a holistic approach and, and to have technology, but not, but not, not only the, 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 the technology that, that, um, to, to enable the use of data, but we also have to have the training um, um, and the training academies to create skilled data scientists that can make use of that data. Um, uh, and we need processes to, 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 to be able to use that and consume that data very, very efficiently and, 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 and properly. So, uh, you know, we, we, you know, one of the things that I think about a lot is, uh, uh, you know, right now, when you look at the, the press, a lot of the times we are having to depend on um, data that, we, that uh, uh, has been collected and shared with us from, uh, from abroad. So for example, the, you know, uh, uh, very recently, uh, there were a couple of Israeli studies uh, that, that got a lot of press and they, they had some, some, some good information uh, that, that informed uh, uh, the, the new trajectory of the pandemic. Smaller nations with simpler healthcare systems uh, like Israel and, and some of the European nations um, uh, have basically shown what is possible. Our system in the US is much more complicated, but we need to work through that complexity to get to a point where we too can leverage the same data. We have the same data being, you know, that's captured, but we've not been able to make, make it usable or make, uh, uh, make that effective as quickly as we need to. That's the work we need to do. Our system is far bigger. It is more complex to navigate. It requires a greater effort. And that's what we're gearing up to doing with the TMAP, the DMAP and the EMAP. Um, and that's why we're seeking the additional funds that we are. There's a lot of enthusiasm for, for the use of AI and things like that, but AI is dependent on data. Um, and, and this is where um, we want to, to, to focus on our TMAP, the DMAP, the EMAP, fix those fundamentals so that we within our nation can make use of the same data that our healthcare systems are capturing and put it to use like uh, uh, Israel and some of the European nations are able to do um, uh, very, very, uh, 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 in a very fast way. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I'm looking forward to seeing how you guys get to that goal. So could you explain the blueprint for good IT model? This was also in the report and I stumbled upon it. And how does this model bolster communication, collaboration and resource management? Absolutely. So um, the fundamental aim of the blueprint for good IT is how we improve IT in a federated environment. And you know, we come from a, 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 an, a an environment where um, the, our culture, our, our previous culture, was a little bit of an us and them. Um, centers pretty much did things in in um, in a very center specific way, um, and we have some centers which are really well funded, and other centers which are not as well funded. And there was a little bit of an us and them uh, 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 culture. And this created a, a, a very fragmented, siloed environment, which is a, a, a huge challenge for us. We built some great solutions that work well at the center level, but they don't scale or work as well when we try to use them across centers. 
And the blueprint for good IT basically shows that we're only as good as, at least from an IT perspective and a data perspective, as the lowest common denominator. Um, and if we're to improve IT uh, for all of FDA, then we're going to have to raise uh, uh, the, 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 the level of IT uh, for all centers. Um, uh, basically, it's kind of like the rising tide. All the boats have to be, be, be lifted up. And you do this by taking some common approaches um, um, uh, in, in terms of how you implement technology, how you collaborate, um, the sharing of best practices and having an overall holistic blueprint. And, and this is essentially the, 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 the fundamental uh, belief behind the blueprint for good IT is how do we set up a, a governance structure that allows for the collaboration, the sharing of best practices, and, and common interfaces where um, we can we can easily uh, work across. Uh, you know, we we again, you know, in in the past had, had an environment where you know a center would go and define its own change management process, uh, their own incident management process. But oftentimes, you know, things needed to be handed over from one area to another, and because we didn't have well-defined interfaces, it was very clunky. And, and what we're trying to do with the, with the Blueprint for Good IT is just set a consistent set of processes by which we work across everything we do in IT. And again, ITIL, um, the, the IT Information Library, is very fundamental to this belief. It's a set of very common industry standard processes that have stood the test of time, and we need to implement them in a very standardized, robust manner across all of FDA, and we've started to make some great progress towards that. Those are the types of things that are fundamental to, 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 to the blueprint for good IT. And again, the whole point behind that is to raise the, 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 the level of maturity and capability of all of IT, not just one area or another. It's not a competition between us. You know, we all have to work together to, 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 to raise the, 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 the total maturity of, of IT across all of FDA. Right, that makes a lot of sense. I know a lot of agencies now are taking that standardized enterprise approach to make sure everyone's on the same page and really speed up modernization. So earlier you mentioned a little bit about uh, security and with President Biden's recent executive order on cybersecurity, I'd be interested to learn more about your journey to cloud and zero trust and how these models will strengthen the agency's technology infrastructure. Yeah, you know, um, I, I'm now coming close to three years in the federal government. Um, and one of the things that, that I am really uh, delighted to see is the degree of, of um, coordination and enthusiasm um, uh, to embrace some of these new areas. You know, there is an executive order uh, to encourage the, the shift towards the cloud. There is the, 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 the executive order for, uh, around cybersecurity. Um, uh, there's work happening on the AI front. And, and uh, it's really good to see the, the government um, not only encourage, but also coordinate and share best practices in this area. We've embraced um, the cloud, the zero trust, and software-defined networks. Those are three core technology areas that are fundamental to our technology architecture um, uh, within the FDA. Uh, when, we, when we use the, the term modernization, what we're essentially implying there is we are rewiring and redoing everything we, we, we had in IT to embrace the cloud. 
to shift our cybersecurity model away from the the castle and moat uh, type of a you know a hard perimeter to a, a zero trust environment, and also the the the, the basic the wiring of the network so that you know we are now embracing the cloud, multiple clouds. You know how do we have how can we have a a workload that may work across Microsoft's Azure environment, parts of it may work in the Amazon environment, but at the end of the day, it works in a very integrated um, 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 and in a way that, that, that is very intuitively obvious to the users. You know, that requires us to, to, to create a very flexible software-defined type of a network environment. So those are the things that, 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 that are, are fundamental to our technology architecture. And now there is no debate on, 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 on whether we'll be doing this or not. Those decisions have been made and everybody is aligned to those, those priorities and decisions. So, you know, we're beyond the debate phase. It's, it's, there's, it's no longer a question of whether we should do this or if we should do this, we're doing them. Um, and, and, and it's just a question of how far along that, that road, roadmap and journey we are. I sort of think about our, our modernization journey uh, having some parallels to the, to, the, to the way the Washington Monument was built. Um, you know, obviously we're, we're, we're constrained by the funding we have available um, and, and, and different uh, parts of it get built during different eras. So there may be a little bit of a, 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 a change in color uh, as we build, but, but the plan is there. You know, we, we know what we need to build um, 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 and we're building it as of our resources and uh, funding becomes available to us. But, but, but uh, we have a solid plan. We are all aligned to it. We have executive support um, and funding is becoming available as well. So, so everything is aligning uh, towards uh, uh, us accelerating the, the building of that new modernized uh, FDA environment that, that everybody um, um, uh, has talked about and needs um, um, and we're looking forward to building it. That's great to hear. And it's exciting to watch those pieces fall into place. Uh, so as you're looking to the future, what are some of your top priorities? Are there any new projects in the pipeline that we should keep an eye on? Sure. Um, so um, uh, I mentioned the, you know, uh, our uh, most recent publication will be the Enterprise Modernization Action Plan, which will sort of be the third leg of our modernization stool, complementing the TMAP and the DMAP. We're also working on, on providing more detail. You know, one of the feedbacks that we've got from industry as well as uh, uh, many of our vendor community is they want to understand more details uh, of our technology strategy. So we're going to be publishing um, uh, uh, later this year uh, a AI strategy because again, you know, there is a lot of benefit to artificial intelligence, but we want to do it the right way. And, and like I said, we've got to fix our data infrastructure before we can really go too far uh, forward uh, with, with the use of, of, of proper AI. Um, uh, in, in computer science, you know, there's this, uh, uh, this uh, old saying, garbage in, garbage out. If we've got bad data, we'll get bad AI. We've got to fix that data issue first before we can make good use of AI. So that AI strategy will, will, will basically give more details about what we're trying to do on the artificial intelligence side of things. We're also going to be publishing um, 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 uh, a cybersecurity strategy. Uh, there's a lot of curiosity to understand. Um, you know, obviously, we hold a lot of of, of, of uh, uh, intellectual property um, submitted uh, to us by our sponsors, and we want to uh, reassure everybody that we take this very seriously, and we'll share some of our plans in terms of how we intend to continue keeping uh, that intellectual property um, uh, and trillions of dollars worth of intellectual property safe. Um, so that'll, that, those are some, some, some areas that you'll see coming out uh, um, from us shortly. The other thing that you'll see uh, towards the end of fiscal 23 
is we are working to, to put together an enterprise IT strategy. We plan to publish the first version of that towards the end of 23, and then we will publish refreshes to that annually. This will give more technology details of um, um, how we are building out the promises and the vision that we laid out in the TMAP, the DMAP, and the EMAP. So a lot more detail um, uh, uh, about how we're going about building our new environment um, is coming out. We're, we've already started uh, uh, putting some of this together, uh, but we're looking forward to sharing um, um, some parts of this. Uh, uh, some of that will come out later this year, uh, and obviously the, the IT strategy components will come out towards the end of fiscal 23. So really looking forward to sharing some details there. One thing I did forget to mention, um, above all, throughout all of what we're doing, you know, the, the, the biggest priority for us remains our people and culture part. You know, if you resilient organizations are built with great people, and if we create the right innovative culture, um, they will thrive, they'll continue to make us better, uh, they'll continue to make the agency better. And that um, ultimately remains our highest priority. So all the technology and all the stuff is exciting and we're excited to share that. But the secret sauce in everything that we do is about people and culture, and that remains our biggest priority. Yeah, that sounds really exciting, and I can't wait to see uh, what comes next for FDA. And thank you so much for taking the time to join me today. It's been great to hear more about what you all are doing. Thank you for tuning in, and if you enjoyed the show, please follow us on your favorite podcast app or listen to more at GovCIOMedia.com. Until next time. HealthCast, along with GovCast and CyberCast, is a production of GovCIO Media and Research. For more podcasts and to check out the other shows, head to govciomedia.com. Watch out for new episodes released every Tuesday and Wednesday across our shows. You can follow all of them in your favorite podcast platform. And if you like what you heard, make sure to let us know by leaving a review. And if you have any topics you think we should look into, contact us at newsletter at gcio.com.